0: from the baby it's all occurred to this week, tiny, tiny Andrew Collings.
1: <laughs> Hello, me, tiny, tiny Andrew Collings. This is AIOT tuck tuck aioct Hello, audience. I love you. Aside, I don't... I think you're all cock-holes. Let's see what's occurred to me this week. Oh for fuck's
2: sake. Stop this right now. Get that baby out of here. I thought we got rid of this pox of tiny Collingses. I promised the real Andrew Collings that there will be none of the tiny Collingses on this show anymore.
1: Fuck Andrew
2: Collins! <laughs> Stokes stop. Don't say that, he really doesn't like what we're doing. I don't want you on anymore either, you're overrunning this thing like vermin, it was funny to begin with, it's gone too far, it's not funny anymore, and this is my show.
1: No, it's mine. it's mine. It's not!
2: You can't have a baby presenting a show about what's happened to them this week. What will that be? I slept all day long, did a poo in my nappy and sucked on the dry dugs of a barren old woman. Though actually, uh, looking at the script, that's pretty much what happened to me, but uh, then I got off the bus... Pander to it. Don't encourage it. It's the fictional spawn of an incestuous relationship, and it'd be better if it disappeared back up the cloaca it came out of. What a cloaca lacadac dac that was. <laughs> Forty-three years old. Come here, tiny, tiny Andrew Collins. I want us to audition for the next series of Britain's Got Talent.
3: No, no, don't throw me. <laughs> It's alright, I'll catch
2: you. Oh, I missed. I've got butterfingers. Me and the girlfriend watched Last Tango in Paris last night. um, One thing led to another. So are you... Are you alright, tiny, tiny Andrew Collins? I'm
1: fine.
2: Oh, he's dead. (laughs) Oh dear, what a pity, never mind. One down, two to go. Will no one rid me of these tiny, turbulent Collinses? No, they won't, so I'll have to do it myself. Uh, great, only two minutes in and I've already killed a baby. Uh, this, I think it's going to be a good show. Check on if you like tiny, tiny Andrew Collins. You am a twat. Uh, my desire to kill off any popular characters just as they look like they might, might catch on is one of the things that will ensure I am never successful. Anyway, welcome to Series 2, Show 5 of AI Ottermer! Don't you even know what that is yet? I do. It's the internet stand-up and sketch show based on stuff that's happened to me or that I've thought about this week which I cogitate over for 48 hours before I spew it out over a live audience every Monday night and which then gets shat straight onto the internet without anything edited out. It's a passing diversion for your commute to work or your trip to the gym but for me it's a living purgatory which (laughs) destroys my weekend, puts untold strain on my relationship and takes years off my life. I hate you, I hate you all, but most of all, I hate myself. And please welcome the people assisting me in my world of wacky, zany fun, the second choice goalkeepers fumbling even my cheapest shots and ensuring I spend another four years without any kind of trophy. 43 years of hurt. It's Dan Tetzel, TV's Emma Kennedy, and on the guitar, Christian Riley!
0: Good evening. Hello. Hello.
1: Hi Dan! Hello Dan! Hello. Has anything occurred
2: to you this week, Dan?
0: Um, I've become the thing I hate. I've got an iPhone. Hooray! Join us! I don't, I, don't Join us. No, I don't want to talk about No, I don't want to talk about it. It's iPads now. Pin Pods! Pin Pods! Call it by its proper name.
2: <laughs> I'm still a cunt, whatever. <laughs> well done, I hope you enjoy playing games. I'm very good, you should play Yahtzee, I'm very good at 702. That's the score to beat. Pretty fucking impressive. <laughs> it takes a few months of playing it constantly to achieve that level of success. Christian O'Reilly, what has occurred to you this week?
4: Oh, uh, you know, this week uh, in my neighbourhood, the people's supermarket has opened up. Do yeah. you uh, have one in your neighbourhood? Yeah. No, it's great. Well, it's a cooperative, right? If you're a member and you work there four hours a month, yeah. you get a heavy discount. Wow.
2: And, you know... Anyway. Are you doing that? Well, here's the thing. Do yeah. so you walking not come past, in next? week? No, no, I shop... Monday night, sorry. They pay too
4: much money. <laughs> that'll, that'll make me a sellout. They, they pay £86 pounds and £12. Pounds. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, anyway, I'm walking past, and I shop there, but the, the woman there really, she's really canvassing hard. I've got my son, he's like two... And she's really canvassing hard, going, you know, you should come down and, and, and work here. I'm like, I don't, I, I don't know, I, I can't quite, I've got a bit, bit of a busy life, bit of a, you know. And, and she, she was canvassing so hard, I just went, look, I'm like, me and uh, my son's mother have having a bit of a complicated time at the moment and uh, I'm staying with a friend and that's why I'm around here. And, uh, and she went, there was a beat, and then she went, still, it could be just the thing to take your mind off of. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, <laughs> she might
2: be right. I think she'd give it a go. Uh, that's what this show's for, Christian. Sorry, <laughs> Sorry, we got accidentally brought up again. Uh, Emma, yeah. what's happened to you?
5: Well, I have been in trouble uh, twice this week on on Twitter. Uh, both both times uh, World Cup related. Is anyone here watching the World Cup? No, yeah. that's why they're here. So the first time was, was during uh, the England match, and uh, I posted a tweet just after Rob Green had fumbled the ball and let the ball in, where I suggested that he was going to be taken to the dressing room at half-time and arse-raped by wolves. <laughs> and that wasn't... The, fo- the
2: football team or the animal? Not,
5: no, the animal. That, that's not wishful thinking on my part. Fabio Capello has a pack of wolves that anally invade the soft anuses of top-flight footballers when they fuck up. That's not just a myth. That's a factoid squared. Anyway, that... I'm
3: glad that there's more bumming
2: in here because there's not enough in this <laughs> yeah, script, to have to tell you. So. That,
5: that comment, when, when unnoticed, you know, some people are like, ha, 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 ha. Anyway, then he... Then... Then he saved the next one with a little bit of help from the woodwork and I said that his anal raping was going to be downgraded to a, a, a being arse raped by a pipistrel bat. <laughs> the outrage that then ensued, it was unbelievable. One woman actually threatened to report me to Twitter because I'd suggested that a pipistrel bat would rape a grown man. <laughs> I thought to myself... Did
2: anyone say that if he wanted it, it wasn't rape? That might have been it. Well, like, that, well this is the thing.
5: Has anyone in this room ever been, maybe in a hotel room, with a straw bat <laughs> and had consensual sex? <laughs> Anal sex, so, um, you know, I might be being unfair to gay straw bats because straight straw bats can do it too. But have you ever been in If a... I
2: was, I'd be the postman, not the letterbox. That's <laughs> what I'm saying, so...
5: So that, so that was like the... That was,
2: <laughs> because mainly oh. because I don't think a bat's penis would have that much effect on my, even on my well, lovely you, Titanus. You I think that.
3: I think that, the but, but bat's a woman... tiny
2: penis would not
3: <laughs> well, do you, all that well, much for me. That, Whereas you? my
2: some tiny penis would have a lot of effect on yeah. a bat. That is that is the beauty well, it of it. He would, would rip it, it would apart,
5: split it in, into four. Not just More a fan later. <laughs> And then, so that was the first one.
2: Oh and then, my God. And then the I thought that was both of them. No,
5: that was like, and then the second, the second <laughs> one was I was really, really told off for just going, Boo, Germany. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Xenophobic. It's, I uh, know, but
5: come on. We, uh, we're allowed to boo the bloody Germans in the World Cup, aren't oh, we? The Ger- yeah. yeah, thank you
2: very and much. And the Germans aren't a race, either, so it's not racist. They, they wanted to be a race, but they're it's not, so... <laughs> <attack laughs> that's me, well. that's me this week. Well, interesting uh, on that subject. This week, we have all literally gone football mad. Uh, the constant droning of men in the crowd blowing into those vulva things. Uh, what, <laughs> what a liberal country South Africa is, and... <laughs> How accommodating and large-vaginid are its womenfolk. Uh, it's affected our mental balance and made us all demented. It's not a laughing matter. we will win section for the safety of the public and recording this week's show in a modern-day bedlam, milling around with all the other crazies. Say hello, everyone. So no different than every other week. So uh, here's a special World Cup roundup of what has occurred to me this week.
5: Saturday,
2: watching the Nigerians playing this afternoon, I wondered if anyone had to come up with an informal, shortened nickname for this side, because because um, the one I'd thought of I thought was probably unacceptable. No one wants to be called the Nigels.
0: Ah, ah.
2: Sunday. Finally, the biggest debate in soccer was about to be settled. Who is best at football, Algeria or Slovenia? The world was waiting on tenterhooks to find out, and it turned out one of them was better than the other one. I can't remember which one I turned out. I tuned out a bit, to be honest. But one of these useless sides had a green kit, and I wondered if maybe England might be able to win some games if their kit was exactly the same color of the grass on. The, so they were camouflaged, and they'd be invisible, and be able to play by stealth, no one would be able to see them. It would have the slight drawback that they might not be able to pass to each other. But to be honest, they aren't really very good at that anyway, so I think it help. Sunday A lot of people were still upset about England's failure to beat the USA, but I kept explaining to everyone I could that these days international sides are much more equal and all the scores are going to be draws or one-goal victories and that nobody in the modern World Cup finals is going to beat anyone 3 or 4 nil uh, Then I settled down to watch Germany play Australia and if any team was going to prove me wrong, I'm sure we'll all agree, thank goodness it was Germany. Still, still on the bright side, around the same time, I did learn that James Corden made it to number one in the pop charts, So uh, that was some good news. I'd, I'd, to be honest, I'd like to see him on TV a bit more often, actually. I don't... Don't let me back on telly, TV executives. Not until you've had James Corden on quite a lot more in, in everything. And also, while you're here, could you try and show that trailer for the Lee Nelson show more often, if possible? I don't, it's not on quite enough.
6: As it occurs to shout, shout, we're going out. England or shit, of that there's no doubt. Come on,
2: you knew all along prongs. <laughs> I think um, rather than having James Corden doing the World Cup song, I think we should just stuck him in the goal. I think it would have been hard to score against him, but despite the hysteria that England's won one draw, or delight, if you're from anywhere else in the UK. OK, hello
1: there, Scotland. How you doing? Oh, where's my love for bread? I lick my love for bread. Oh, begarrr, I think. <laughs> I am Irish. It's, um... <laughs>
2: It's uh, hardly a disaster. <laughs> Who would you rather have representing you? The uber-efficient, ultra-professional, cup-winning champions that are Germany or the bumbling, ball-fumbling twazaks that are England. You get what you deserve. England represent you because they are you. We're all a little bit shit, but sometimes, by luck, we manage to win through. You never know. But as a nation, after five seconds of incompetency, we veered from an unrealistic, swaggering position, we're definitely going to win the World Cup, to a simpering, petulant, childish assertion with the
1: shittiest team in all time.
2: Get over it, you English pricks. Anything can happen. It's the first game. I still believe we can do this. We obviously won't, but we might do Don't know. I missed most of the game because I was driving up to Northampton for a gig. Well, Earl Spartan. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, they've got a good church there. Here. Uh, but uh, I, am. Um I didn't see it. Uh, But uh, I hope no one of the ITV team dared to criticise Robert Greene after they made an even worse error than he did that meant millions, including me, missed the all-important England goal because the ITV HD channel had accidentally gone to some adverts just as Gerard was scoring. I believe everyone is allowed to make one mistake, even though ITV also did exactly the same thing during the FA Cup a couple of years ago. Let's ignore that. And as a show of good faith, I've agreed to let ITV to be responsible for the safe downloading of this podcast onto the internet tonight i think you'll see my faith is justified people make mistakes of course we should let robert green have another go as well come on just don't judge people from one mistake of course you've probably heard all the robert green jokes but i don't think you'll find one as good as this what is the difference between robert green and air chief marshal jock stirrup Eh? give up well one
5: of them coming up on itv one it's the jeremy kyle show
0: Hi, this is Jeremy Kyle, the human equivalent of an embarrassing fleck of shit that has attached itself to your cock as you're having unprotected anal sex with a stranger, which then unexpectedly flies onto their forehead when you're finishing yourself off over their face, but which you're too embarrassed to tell them about. Welcome to my show. (laughs)
3: Oh, Oh,
2: Oh. wow. Thanks, guys. Wow. I know. Wow. A little twisty turn on that one. (laughs)
5: Wow, that was brilliant! Oh, Rich. people
2: are still <laughs> laughing. Such an unexpected twist. I took, I took you. Um, oh, brilliant! I took you one way, then I subverted your expectations uh, to I, I, I
5: think that might have been your best joke ever. Oh, wait till the loaded laughter's hear that one, eh?
2: <laughs> Just doing my job. Now over to one of the many celebrities waiting to congratulate England on their performance in the World Cup.
1: <laughs> Hello, the news! The assassin acts, it's damn near here. Careful with that bookcase you have you know how much it costs. I just wanted to say, Well done, England, with your one old drug, the Yakituddle Dundas. You've made all of us Scotch people in Scotland very happy indeed. We may have ever have a sirs, but seeing you fucking up every certain time makes up for that, though. Where were you in Argentina in 1978? Nowhere, that's were
2: That was Tam Deal. Tuesday. I was out for a walk. Uh, I was out for a walk with my girlfriend down by the river, going to have a nice pub lunch to make up for not seeing her all weekend because this stupid fucking show.
5: Oh, this is lovely, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, well, thanks for taking me out
2: again. Second time two weeks.
5: I think you may be the best. <laughs> maybe the best boyfriend who's ever lived. Uh,
2: well, I don't think there's any maybe about that. <laughs> thanks.
5: Oh, I am. Um... Listen to the podcast this morning. It's very funny stuff.
2: Yeah, you know, I wrote that all on the day. I don't know how I got away with it again. I'm definitely not doing that next week, I tell you that. Mm. Yeah, you, um...
5: You didn't tell me you'd written a sketch about me. Oh,
1: didn't
5: I? You know, about how you fantasise about me pushing me into that pond. (laughs) It's very funny.
1: Yeah,
2: Yeah. Yeah, I know, but it's just a joke. Whenever we're near water, I do have this urge to push you in, but just cos it'd be the worst possible thing to do, and it'd be so inconvenient for both of us. Yeah, mainly... Me though. So. Arguably,
5: yeah. So you, you want to push me in the Thames now, do you? A little bit. <laughs> even though it's a ten foot drop to the river and the water's filthy and I might catch rat syphilis.
2: Exactly because of that, to be honest. It would be it would be so wrong. It would be funny, it's just funny. <laughs> yeah.
5: Yeah, that'd be really hilarious. Is there a problem here? No, no, I I love you telling the world that you want to push me in bodies of water and even if I didn't, I wouldn't complain because I know how lucky I am to have ended up with you, a short, fat, old man who has had a hit the moustache for a third of our relationship, who snores louder than an orchestra of vavuzelas and manages to fart in harmony with the snores, disgusting, toxic, almost adhesive farts (laughs) that could be used as chemical weapons can't be dispersed by even the most frenetic wafting and might even possibly qualify as life forms yum yum (laughs) yum
2: Are you sure you're not cross about something? I can I can I can always tell almost instinctively something's bothering you. It's like telepathy or something. I'm very I'm very sensitive. Oh, sorry. It's, uh, no. It'll take some time to get rid of that.
5: Oh, he has actually farted. <laughs> no, no. I I love being on the show, and I especially love. The way Emma Kennedy portrays well, me. Come
2: on, Emma's portrayal of you is quite respectful. Apart from that one time she did you as a kind of troll, but that was just a that was a yeah, joke. She's
5: yeah, yeah. Can't can't you see it, Richard? She can't disguise her disdain for me. She clearly hates me because she's jealous of me. I mean God knows why, but she obviously loves
3: you. I don't think so. <laughs>
2: You're being paranoid.
5: You can you can hear the longing in her voice. (laughs) She desperately wishes that your strange frond-like bifurcated penis (laughs) was deep inside her. Probably inside her anus, I'm guessing. (laughs) But inside her nonetheless.
2: My strange fr- frond-like... Bif- you said you like my frond-like penis. I don't. It freaks me out. Well, I know a lot of kangaroos who would beg to differ. <laughs> I imagine. I, I can promise you I will never have sex with Emma Kennedy. I once had to kiss her and it was worse than rimming Ann Widdecombe's unwiped ass. Again, I am imagining there. Well. What are you what are you doing? I've I've uh,
5: I've got a good joke for you. No, don't no get off me, no! Ah! (laughs)
2: Pushing you in the water is pretty funny. Oh, no, that's not. It's not funny at all. It's only funny when you or a small child get pushed into someone. Isn't, it isn't funny when it's me. Obviously, it is funnier. It isn't. A fat man being pushed into some water is never funny. Especially if he has a frond-like bifurcated penis which just pops out as he's falling off the water. You don't understand comedy at all.
1: As it occurs to me
6: Attempting slapstick comedy in
1: purely an audio medium. <laughs> Getting
2: a bit nifty with those special effects. Now look at us go. Uh, and yeah, it was terrible. I did. I only ended up with rat syphilis, didn't I, after that? Not from the water, just. Uh... When I crawled out of the river, there were a couple of rats there winking at me lasciviously on the bank. One thing led to another. I fucked them both at once, actually. That is, that is one of the advantages of the, of the tiny bifurcated penis, the double, double penetration that you can get from that, too. Wednesday! Western civilization is on the point of collapse and the planet Earth is doomed. Sorry to break it to you like that, but uh, there's no easy way. On Wednesday, I saw an advert for a new product that proves... It's over for us all. Al-Qaeda are right. Uh, Dettol have created, I don't know if you've seen this, a no-hand soap dispenser. <laughs> have you? anyone seen this? It's on kind of late at night. It's kind of a soap dispenser, you don't have to push the top, you just put your hands underneath and the soap automatically comes out. And it's for people who are afraid they might get germs from pushing the pump on their regular soap dispenser that they've previously touched with dirty hands. Uh, to explain more, will you please welcome the team that came up with this astonishing product, Lionel Cosgrave and Amelia Ellis. Hello. All right? yeah. Hi. 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 Welcome Thanks. to the show. Thanks for coming in. So you came up with the Dettol no-hand soap dispenser. Are you proud of yourselves? Oh, God, yeah,
0: I'm incredibly proud, Richard, yeah. I mean, you know, like there's an extremely competitive market trying to screw money out of the paranoid and those with the obsessive compulsive disorder. You yeah, know,
5: there's antibacterial soaps and wipes and sprays designed to kill germs pretty much everywhere now. Yeah, and yeah, something. and it was
0: pretty hard to think of anywhere that we could convince the borderline mentally ill that germs were still lurking. I mean, it, it looked like they were going to be able to hold on to some of their money, and money that we desperately needed for cocaine.
5: <laughs> and we managed to persuade people to move from an unhygienic bar of soap to a liquid soap dispenser.
0: Which was genius, you know, as soap soap, but liquid soap we can charge a lot more money for. Yeah.
5: And let's not forget that it meant that there was a whole lot more unnecessary packaging made of plastic which would take eons to biodegrade.
0: <laughs> genius, yeah. <laughs> we'd, uh, we'd be leaving our mark on the world, that's for sure. Why waste time to only create great art and literature? when a plastic bottle will outlive us, all of that. You know, but
5: you where know, was there happened. left to go? And it was you that spotted it, wasn't it, Lionel?
0: Yeah, guilty as charged, yeah. <laughs> uh, I realized that the paranoid chumps would have to press the top of the pump with their dirty hand.
5: And if we could market this right, we could make people think that pressing the button on top of a soap dispenser was as dangerous as licking round the piss-stained rim of a shit flecked public toilet. Yeah,
0: Yeah. hence the no-hand soap dispenser, which
2: uses even more plastic, plus some batteries, and which we can charge even more for. And you don't think anyone would... You didn't didn't think anyone would point out to you that it didn't matter if people picked up germs by pushing their pump, because they were just about to wash their hands and if your soap worked would this kill any germs that they'd inadvertently picked up? I mean... The people we're
0: targeting with our scam Campaign, yeah, campaign, campaign. Sorry, yeah. Uh, well, they're thankfully too
2: dim and afraid of the world to notice that sort of thing. I don't see how the no-hand-touch system really helps people with OCD anyway, because once you've washed your hands, you'll, yeah. well, you'll need to turn the tap off, won't you? Then yeah. On the sink, the tap that you've turned on with your unclean, germ-covered hand, and so you'll still end up with germs all over you from the tap. Oh, my there. God, Richard, you're right. Yeah. We'll need
0: to create a no-hands water dispensing advice.
2: Which heats the water inside the bottle
5: before dispensing. Oh,
0: think how much plastic and how many batteries it'll need for that. And how
5: many bottles of it people will get through a week.
0: Oh, that is genius. Thanks, Rich. We'll get to work on it straight away. You've helped us steal money from the weak and desecrate the planet Earth in super
2: quick time. (laughs) Only in destroying fine IEs. Um, (laughs) Yes, it's a quote from Milton's Paradise Lost. Well spotted. So, uh, thank you. It's not just jokes about bumming. It's jokes about bumming, and then occasionally I say just a line from literature. Thank you. That doesn't really fit in. Thank you. To be or not to be. Uh, thank you, Lionhorn Yeah, People more evil than Derek Bird and the crossbow cannibal put together and yet still free out in the open to continue their diabolic work.
6: As it occurs to me...
2: Cloaca-lacadactactastic. <laughs> Time for another celebrity message for the England football team. Hello there.
0: It's No, it's not. <laughs> oh.
2: you, always, you always have trouble, Gary. Hello, yes. <laughs> you are dead, <laughs> so it's fine. Hey,
0: funny. hey there. It's me, Gary Coleman, here from Different Strokes.
1: <laughs> well, what am I talking about? You know
2: before
0: the England-USA match, I was talking...
1: Is this alright? Is this uh, fine? <laughs>
0: for the England USA match I was talking to an ex arsenal and Scotland goalkeeper who said England would definitely win I said what are you talking about Bob Wilson (laughs) and this joke would be funnier if as I thought at the time he'd been called Bob Willis But, (laughs) but Bob Willis is of course a cricketer but I only find that out when I looked it up on Wikipedia but then it was too late to back out of the joke so I thought I'd try and front it out yeah I didn't it didn't work, didn't, it didn't, it didn't work, it didn't work. Anyway, well done England for managing a tie against the mighty US well done. <laughs> get on
2: there, get on um, Good, so uh, let's go down <laughs> into our audience. Uh, thank God for the performers. Uh, <laughs> let's go down to the audience to see if anything has occurred to anyone in the audience tonight. Hands up if you've got, there's a straight up man in a uh, kind of football-ish top, hello. You went to a civil ceremony. During which uh, a woman pulled a chain of flags out of her vagina using a vacuum cleaner. <laughs> I hope you heard that at home. During a civil ceremony, during which a woman pulled a chain of flags out of her vagina using a vacuum cleaner. Was it a, a stunt or was it just there been a terrible accident? <laughs> Is there any reason for that? Is that? Was it an entertainment laid on at a civil... She was a friend of one of the people. She thought, well, it's a wedding. I'll do my party trick. Has anyone got a hoover? Don't worry, I've got the flags. I use the same same flags each time. (laughs) Thank you, that's quite good. Uh, Anyone else? Can anyone top that? I doubt it. Has anyone seen anything better than that this week? Uh, Any more?
3: Oh, yeah, hello, right
2: in the back. Shout out loud and clear.
3: Uh, it occurred to me that children can be both very funny and very evil.
2: Children can be very funny and very evil. I'm kind of in hooks here to know which way this is going to go. <laughs> this could be one of the edits in uh, the show. I, I work at a school and I was asked to go on a geography field trip. Works in a school, went on a geography field trip. I went to meet some of the kids on a very busy high street. Yeah.
3: <laughs> and I was talking to them about the work they'd done. Yeah. And two of the girls in my class thought it would be hilarious point at me in a crowded street and shout at the top of their voices,
2: Stranger Danger! And were you sent to prison? I just smiled in a way I thought would look reassuring. (laughs) 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 That was probably the worst thing you could have done, to smile in a way that he thought was reassuring. I imagine that would (laughs) ring a few alarm bells. Good. Did you, did you? You were their teacher? Yeah. Good, it's good to see the respect is there. (laughs) You can't even blame Grange Hill for that. It's not on anymore. They didn't copy that off Grange Hill. Is there a hand over there or is that just someone having a wank? (laughs) man playing, trying to touch the woman in front of him. Anyone else? Yes, madam? It's my birthday tomorrow. It's your birthday tomorrow? (laughs) That's not good enough. (laughs) Go fuck you. (laughs) Fuck you. You useless whore. If it's your birthday today, that would be something. That's something that, It still wouldn't be good enough, fuck off. You bearded buffoon, that's not enough. There's like, you know, 200 people in here. If you have 22 people in the same room, there's a 50-50 chance that two of them share the same birthday. There's 150 people in this room, at least. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not as popular as Italy versus Paraguay. That is what we've discovered tonight. Uh, I've only I had that excuse the other weeks. Yes, my darling. I hope you're going to be nicer than the other mean people. What's, what has occurred to you this week? It occurred to me that you're my birthday <laughs> present. It occurred to her that I'm her birthday present. Um,
5: Let me look at this simple child. She night. looks.
2: She looks all right. She looks okay. <laughs> Don't Unfortunately, my, it, my, girlfriend's, my girlfriend's in tonight, so it's probably... It's either going to be a brilliant night or a... Uh, just... bye. Uh, depends how much she wants to uh, wish you a happy birthday, I guess. By the sounds of it, it's not going well. I think I might be pushed into the Thames tomorrow. For real. <laughs> happy birthday. That's your, that is your present. Uh, <laughs> hello. One, hello. What's, what are you going to get me into trouble? I'm also his birthday present. It's going to turn into a big... It's lucky I've got a bifurcated penis, isn't it? Yes, Ian? Yeah, you're my girlfriend's birthday present next week. Next week? Yeah. Yeah, good. I hope you're just talking about tickets to the show, right? Or do I, do I, Am I contractually obliged to have sex with everyone who comes here? Because if so it is disappointing that the attendance is so low.
7: Cri-
5: Christian just that. said a very funny joke to well, me there. What was it? He said this is like Spartacus. <laughs> <laughs> he was
2: too if it's shy you, to tell if you. If it's you <laughs> Christian it's like Coopticus. <laughs> <laughs> better than they better than they gave it there. Better Sometimes just speed is more important than actually the thing being funny. Uh, (laughs) Spar's a supermarket as well Uh, So uh, (laughs) I thought that might help Uh, (laughs) One more One more that isn't about that Hello, yes
3: I met a North Korean yesterday and asked how he was let out to watch football
2: you, you met a North Korean?
3: Yeah,
5: and asked how he was
3: left Is this a terrible racist thing Korea. that's coming
2: from Nottingham? <laughs> it, they're, they're, they're asked, they don't let North Koreans out? They it don't let them South out? North
5: Korea plays yesterday, so. <laughs> 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 No, he played the day before. It was in Rome, but he was the next. day. Okay. So they let right.
2: I don't think we're, we're making it any better. We might need another one to add. So there's been enough. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> I hate the Koreans. I like the. I like which. If you had to choose one of North Korea, South Korea, if you had to choose one, which side would you support? North. Fucking racist against the South Koreans, just like her. So uh, what's? Uh, I'd say neither. I'd, I'd choose all of Korea. Give Korea back to the Koreans. That's why I say. Give Korea back to the Irish as well. Uh, hello. Yes. Save me from this. You went. You went to a deaf funeral. <laughs> it's a fine line isn't it it's a fine line between, it occurred to it that deaf people don't know how to shut up that's fine apparently <laughs> this, audi- this audience has a strange moral compass that <laughs> seems to be all over the place it's good yeah we're all equal let's just be rude about everyone equally anyone want to have a go at the blind now just um, balance things up one more and then yes don't make it a horrible thing um, oh, he's, he's reconsidering, oh, I'll have to change. Um, I, came back I from... killed someone from Pakistan. <laughs> just, just wounded them. <laughs> Sorry sir, yes what? Um,
7: I came back from holiday yesterday morning. You came back from holiday uh, yesterday morning. Uh, uh,
3: it occurred to me that uh, when we picked up my dog from the kennels that he got a foot infection. It occurred to
7: you
2: that? <laughs> I like the way everyone's, today everyone's been this very formal, it's occurred to me. <laughs> Which is nice. That doesn't usually happen, yeah. but that's good. It occurred to you... So you came over Holly, your, your dog had got a foot infection in the kennels, was it? Or is uh, it someone yeah, looking it's after you? No, it was in the kennels. Yeah, yeah in the, and the kennels. Uh, that shouldn't happen. in the kennels. Picked up my cat. You picked up your cat? Got cystitis. Your cat had got <laughs> cystitis? How do you know about that? How do you tell if a cat has cystitis? When I was fucking it, I noticed the end of my knob side tingling in a bit of a... Hardware. How do you know the cat... Um,
3: apparently got blood in its
2: urine. It's got blood in its urine. That's how you tell, apparently you don't don't have don't have sex don't have sex with a cat to find out if it's got society. It's just look and see if it's got blood in its urine. Ironically, if you try and have sex with it to find out if it does, it probably will have blood in its
3: urine.
2: Um, <laughs> what did you make me do? Uh, yes does it go does it go on? Well, you had a parakeet with <laughs> Parakeet! Genital any- warts? What so no before my- you went on holiday what? There wasn't any blood on my cock from fucking the cat. <laughs> <laughs> We edit all of this out to you, ben. Um, you see, now can we put it's one of the becoming... ITV adverts over the top and patch it in over it,
5: it's the... now becoming clear why this audience weren't in remotely <laughs> remotely shocked by my arse rape by a pippish back <laughs> comment
2: you started it Emma Kelly you, you, you know, set I'm the ball sorry. rolling on this I'm sorry anyway thank you everyone <laughs> sometimes, you know, sometimes it's great going out into the audience, it looked like it was going to be a good one we had the civil ceremony, women pulling flags out of a vagina and everyone thought, I can't beat that I'm just going to have to be racist, have a go at the disabled, rape animals just sometimes it's the way it goes, start with the rubbish ones and then build up, next time that happens and someone asks you to tell the story, do it at the end Uh, (laughs) which may be what happens in the edit, so uh, (laughs) Christy
6: As it occurs to me if I had to listen to one podcast while being bummed by Chris Akabusi it would be this one
2: <laughs> I deliberately moved this forward, back a bit in the script because it was near another piece of bumming material not knowing and we'd be talking about cat rape and flags coming out of vaginas, it just looks like I'm obsessed with and it's nothing to do with me, that is a five star for once iTunes review from Vincent Twice there, back in October uh, 2009 he wrote that I hope your dream comes true Vincent uh, I don't, you're a dreamer like another Vincent aren't you, I don't know if Chris Akabusi listens to this show but if he does and he's interested in bumming Vincent Twice or even just once to see how it works out for him whilst they listen to A.I. Ottoma A.I. <laughs> Then do get in touch. It might be nice if you do the actual bumming as you listen to the sting that brought you together. But all the stuff on here is good for bumming too. That's mostly... It's mostly what I have um, in mind when I'm writing. I'm thinking, is this setting the mood for bumming? (laughs) Yeah, I think so. So maybe just put your MP3 player on shuffle, let the good times begin. Uh, Let us know how you get on, because I hope you do tape it, because if Chris Akabusi sounds like that when he's laughing, I'd love to know how he sounds when he's ejaculating in another man's (laughs) anus. So, um, I have a feeling that Chris Akabusi prefers Bukhaki. That's my feeling. Wednesday. On Wednesday, I was filming some extras of my Hitler Mustache DVD in the shops in October uh, with Andrew Collins and Chris Evans, not that one from Go Faster Stripe. Uh, I expect many of you have come here tonight, especially because you're hoping to see tiny Andrew Collins in the flesh. Uh, it's a popular character. He does uh, have to be seen to be believed. He's a strange, furry, three foot tall creature. It's a bit like a cheekaboo. Which is apparently something only I remember from the 1980s. Is <laughs> an unhelpful. There was a girl in our school who looked like a chickaboo, which is all right, uh, and um, she <laughs> had. Uh, And this is Andrew Collins, he's got big golem like eyes and the face of Mark Steele crossed with Mr Bean. But I'm afraid to tell the audience, you'll be disappointed to hear that the real Andrew Collins has told me he no longer will allow me to represent him in cartoon sketch forms. Uh, Because Andrew Collins, it seems, is like the Northampton Mohammed. Uh, It's... uh, (laughs) It's disappointing and ludicrous, I know, but we have to respect the deeply held religious convictions of others, no matter how patently stupid they are. So, that's Andrew Collins I'm talking about there, if any uh, Muslims are listening, your ideas are good. So, um, he won't be in the show this week, I'm sorry to say, but if you want, why don't you just imagine he's standing in the background of this sketch saying something and then saying aside and then saying the opposite of the thing he's just said. If that will, if you think that's funny, just imagine that happening. Anyway, I was uh, just changing up, chaining up my newly mended bike and a Spanish guy rushed up to me.
0: Can I shake you by the hand? I am a massive fan of yours, you are my
2: hero. I was a bit surprised about that, because I, I didn't know I had many Spanielard fans, but uh, I was all like, yeah, of course. Aside, damn, why isn't Chris Evans filming this? I'll look like a proper superstar. He probably recognises me from Heads Up with Richard Herring, my popular uh, poker zone chat show. Did you get that in America? They're, they're, uh, no, no, you haven't seen that? It's good. No, yeah. He'll probably coming, be coming in the fall. Yes, that's right. <laughs> uh, or the autumn. But then... <laughs> But then he said...
0: Your passion for food is inspirational.
2: <laughs> and I said, thanks. But then I considered what he said for a second and thought, oh, maybe he's mistaken me for someone else. But maybe not, because I clearly do have a passion for food, as anyone looking at my stomach in this Hong Kong food T-shirt will know. And we had just been literally eating in Nando's earlier. Maybe he'd seen the voracious manner in which... <laughs> I tore apart of that chicken getting every single piece of meat off it or just spotted parts of its picked clean skeleton down my cardigan. But um, most likely I think he'd seen me being filmed and thought I must be someone famous and then thought I was someone else. Some people sometimes say I look a bit like the chef... The, sh- the chef? Yeah, the chef. James Martin, uh, though I don't think I do anymore. I've got a big beard at the moment, really long hair, and I'm much older and uglier than him, so... Uh, someone else said maybe he's thinking I was Marco Pierre White, which is more insulting, or one of the hairy bikers, which is more insulting. <laughs> or possibly James Corden, that would be the worst. But I, I could have told him he was wrong, but he was so effusive and happy to see me, it would have been embarrassing and humiliating to point out his error, so I just said, oh, Thanks, that that means a lot to me, and uh, I hoped he would leave then having got that, but instead he said, can I have a photo of the two of us together, and I knew if he did this he would take that photo away to show to his friends and say, look at me with my hero, James Martin, (laughs) and they'd say, that's not James Martin,
5: that's just some fat bloke who looks like an aged Jesus. (laughs)
2: Maybe perhaps he did think I was Jesus, because he, he had a passion for food. He was a bit of a glutton and a wine bibber, uh, by all accounts, and he was so passionate about food he could make a bit of bread and some fish feed five thousand people. He'd have been a whiz on Ready, Steady, Cook. So, uh, <laughs> but I let him take the picture anyway, leaving happy, thinking he'd met someone that he hadn't in fact met. But I felt kind of bad. I don't know if you, if anyone, see, I'm just quite delighted to know who he thought. Anyone got any ideas who he could think? Anthony warrell Thomas. Anthony <laughs> Ainsley Harriet. Yeah, see? Someone who isn't racist, they can't even see colour. That's a um, beautiful Sophie thing. Sophie Gregson. Sophie Gregson, I want to all right. Thank you, thank you, Ian. So, um, Charlie Borman, do you think? No, he's three foot taller than me. Anyway, so if anyone, if you know the Spanish man, or you are the Spanish, maybe he does like me. I don't really have a passion for food. Anyway, over to you, Christian.
4: As it occurs to me... I missed Italy versus Paraguay for this ship. <laughs> I wouldn't even miss Algeria versus Slovenia for this cat.
0: Thursday
2: talking of Jesus I was doing some research on my Edinburgh Fringe show Christ on a Bike the second coming at the assembly rooms all through August uh, and I was reading the gospel according to Matthew I don't know if any Christians have actually read the Bible or thought about what it says for one second, but it really is a load of fucking shit. Uh, Honestly, just palpable, contradictory nonsense which stomps all over common sense and historical fact. This is what Matthew says about the three kings.
0: And lo, the star which they saw in the east went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was.
2: So the three kings followed a star which led them to a specific house slash stable, did they? So what altitude do you think this star must have been at to be able to indicate a specific house? Maybe 50 feet from the ground maximum? The smallest stars in the universe are red dwarfs which have a diameter of about 200,000 kilometres. You'd think more people would have spotted that if it was just 50 feet above the ground, wouldn't you? Just before gravity pulled the earth into it and burnt it to a crisp. But maybe it was a special tiny magic star, the size of a football that God had invented specially, which wasn't hot at all so couldn't burn stuff up, uh, that could move along and then stop and hover in one place. That... That would make sense, you, but you'd think if that was the case, this kind of shining football in the sky, it would be quite an unusual occurrence, wouldn't it? You might have, might have been mentioned somewhere else in history, this incredible star, or at least everyone in the area would have come down to have a look to see what the fuck was going on. No, no just three kings and some shepherds, thought that was worth having a look at. Grow up, Christians, it's made up. <laughs> My favourite thing about Matthew's Gospel is the way it makes King Herod look like a fucking idiot. Uh, The three kings came to Jerusalem looking for the newborn king of the Jews, which worries Herod a bit because he is the king of the Jews. So he gets his holy men together, they work out this baby will be in Bethlehem. He's got that information. But instead of sending his army to Bethlehem to search for the baby and kill it, he calls the three kings to him, pretending to be their friend, and says...
0: Go and search diligently for the young child, and when you have found him, bring me word again that I may come and worship him also.
2: Very well, King Herod. We shall do that.
0: Promise? Yes. All three of you? Yes. yes. Good, good. Yeah, right. Well, see you later, when you've gone to Bethlehem and back. Bye. Bye. Bye.
2: Thanks, Bye. For Bye. Stuff. Bye. Thanks for the stuff. Thanks for the food. <laughs> ha!
0: The fucking idiots! <laughs> they have fallen for my brilliant trick! When they tell me where this messiah is,
2: I won't worship him. I will kill him. Ha, ha, ha. Brilliant.
5: Yeah, yes, it's a good trick, King Henry. Yeah, it But as your chief advisor, I have to question your decision there. Uh, uh, if there is a child born nearby that will be king of the Jews, yep. we should find him ASAP, wouldn't you say? Yeah, 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 yeah,
0: we should. We should. And I don't think you're listening to my plan. Uh, we will find out where he is. When those three complete strangers come back and mm. tell us, and then we can kill him. Ye- yes. Uh, what
5: if they don't come back, though? Uh,
0: I, made, I made them promise they would. Yes, <laughs> but,
5: but, but what if they don't? Or, or what if in the time it takes them to come back, the baby's taken somewhere else? Right. Why not just go along with the three complete strangers yeah. now, yeah. or follow them, I find know. out where the baby is, and
7: kill it straight away? no, I think my plan's
0: better. We'll, we'll wait for their return and in the unlikely event that that doesn't work in a, a couple of weeks I'll get my soldiers to go to Bethlehem and kill all the children under two years old.
5: Rather like than just doing something about it now and killing just the one child you want to kill?
0: Yes, 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 that, that's definitely best, yeah.
5: Right, right. You see, the, the, we know the baby's in Bethlehem right now. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah sure. And yeah. if
5: you're intent on killing all the children, wouldn't mm-hmm. it be easier if... You told the soldiers to do that now rather than give him the opportunity to escape and become king of the Jews like you're scared of.
1: No, no, no. I I just think my
0: plan of waiting patiently for the three complete strangers to come back will work. Right,
5: right, right. Because there are reports coming in from Bethlehem of quite an unusual phenomenon where a star is hovering above a stable and skies are full of angels and stuff, it's just a crazy guess but I reckon that might be where the new king is so just in case, why don't we just get word to your soldiers in town and go and kill everyone in that house why uh, why don't
0: you do that uh, look, if I killed everyone in a house every time a star came within 50 feet of the ground and hovered above them with all the angels in the sky and the magi coming from the east to give them expensive presents
1: then I wouldn't have many subjects left to govern would
0: I? In any case, I happen to know this baby can't be Christ because I'm going to die in 4 B.C. Before he's even born. And anyway, what they... Germs.
5: Germs are everywhere. Think you're safe with your liquid soap? Well, you're wrong. Because we at Detoll have sent people round to every supermarket in the country injecting our rival soap with soap-resistant rat syphilis. So buy our soap, or you will die. (laughs) Oh oh my God, he's done it again. Wow, wow, oh Oh, Oh my God. Richard, Keith, I think that might be the funniest punchline. To a sketch, there has ever been. Yeah,
0: I mean, you know, I thought the King Herod sketch was a bit overlong and pedestrian, no, but no, now, now I see it, it was all yeah. leading
5: up to that. It was yeah, just,
2: because that was just absolutely genius. Incredible,
5: incredible. I mean, that joke alone is going to win us the Sony Award, yeah? <laughs> not, not
2: just that joke, £1,400. Oh, yeah. But um, anyway, the three kings didn't come back because the angel of the Lord came to them in a dream. Uh, Matthew uses that device quite a lot. I think I think he might have written for the series medium at some point as well because it is because every time something happens he has to explain it away oh then they have a dream but like in the medium it doesn't just the dream doesn't just explain everything straight away it does it in kind of three dramatic chunks so he knew he knew how to make a story work cuz uh, anyway he, that was just a little aside uh, and uh, <laughs> yeah, t- the angel of the Lord came to them in a dream and told them not to. I can't help thinking if the angel of the Lord had appeared to the three kings in a dream earlier and told them not to visit Herod in the first place, that might have saved all the lives of those little infants who were needlessly slaughtered. It's almost like the angel of the Lord wanted all those kids to get killed. Like the angel of the Lord was watching it happen and wanking about it. <laughs> Do you want to worship a Lord who has perverted, child-killing angels like that? Because it, it turns my stomach to think of it doing that.
1: As it occurs to me, as shepherds wash their cocks at night,
4: all watching
1: ITV, the angel of the Lord came down and taking advantage of the distraction afforded by an inadvertent advertising break. Masturbated over some dead baby.
2: That's, uh, that's what really happened. And if this, uh, if this podcast gets found in a thousand years time and people mistake it for a gospel,
3: what
5: it is. <laughs> oh it's me, Susan Boyle. See <laughs> here I am not mental. I think little of us in Scotland are very, very upset for you. We were not I stood on my head, got out my hair and clack a tack duck <laughs> and let her see this play me like a favoozala. That <laughs> sounded better than the back people.
1: Especially when I trumped. Anywho, got to go because my boyfriend's here. Oh, yes has got the boyfriend. I gave the new. Who could it be? It's Tom Deal! How are you doing? son? Okay, I, I am as happy as a dog with two expensive bookcases. <laughs>
2: Uh, I'll be up at the Edinburgh Fringe uh, this <laughs> August if, if anyone in Scotland wants to have a word with me about anything I swear DSM room's 945 uh, anyway now let's let's go over to Christian Riley for one of his weekly topical songs uh, I wonder what's caught his musical satirical eye last week, last week it was quite serious wasn't it it was about the Palestine and Israel I wonder what he'll choose this week let's find out Okay, this
4: is uh, this is a song from the Red Hot Chili Peppers, uh, it's a brand new song. Yeah, yeah, they're great, and uh, <laughs> just the best band ever, and. Uh, no, they've written a song about the BP environmental disaster. And it's really good because all their songs, they're usually about sex. Now, this is just like totally different. It's about the dangers of deep drilling. <laughs> uh, uh, you know how a big build-up of briny fluid can lead to a blowout. And um, it's called uh, Spill Your Mess. <laughs>
6: It. And you drill it so hard and deep with it No one's drilled the so deep in this history You gotta slow down because it seems to me You're gonna spill your mess, spill your mess, spill your mess now Spill your mess, spill your mess, spill your mess now Spill your mess, spill your mess, spill your mess now Oh, relax don't do it when you drill it and you want to spew it. You got dirty water building up in your wellhead head. Overstimulated, underregulated. Blowout preventer has disintegrated. than you spill your best, spill your best, spill your best now. Spill your best, spill your best, spill your best now. Spill your best, spill your best, spill your best now. This is really a song about Jesus. Spill your best, spill your best, spill. Come on now. Spill your best, spill everybody. Spill your best now. Spill your best, spill your best, spill your best. Wait, just the girls.
1: Put your Oh, I'm finished. Christian Riley, Christian.
2: Christian Riley. Christian Riley! Wasn't as um, political as
3: last week. <laughs> if you are um,
2: a Red Hot Chili Peppers uh, fan, by the way, um, you and you're a fan of this podcast. I'm afraid you're going to have to choose one or the other. (laughs) Seriously, you're not allowed to be both. So uh, I want you to make a decision now. You can choose them if you want, but if you choose them, you're never allowed to listen to this podcast ever again. I hate them, they're shit. No, you have to choose. You can only listen to this podcast if you throw away all your Red Hot Chili Pepper records. Or just throw one away a hundred times, because that's (laughs) that's how they make them in reverse. (laughs) So anyway there uh, just uh, thanks for listening there are just uh, 3 shows left in the series thank god so uh, do come down and join in the fun if you can next monday's the last show here at the Leicester Square Theatre then we're at the Bloomsbury Theatre on june the 28th and july the 5th slash gigs for all details, tickets are also on sale for uh, our one-off Edinburgh A.I. Ottima. On the 17th of August, head to www.assemblyfestival.com and book now, because there's only a few tickets there, so get in quickly. You can also book tickets for Christ and the Bike at that website or at www.edfringe.com, where you can also get tickets for the 10 live Edinburgh Collings and Herring podcast if we're still working together
1: at that <laughs> point. I
2: uh, hope you can make it. If you want an A.I. Ottima t-shirt, AI then search for A.I. Ottima at www. <laughs> Dot my Soti. No, no, that's true. It's my dot com. They're good. No, but really, everyone they are all sold like one uh, copy each. So if you get them, there. Excuse they're, me. They're,
7: excuse they're me. Really, Riches. Yes. Riches. No, it's, it's me, tiny Andrew Collins. No, 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 no
2: It's not. He's not allowed on the show anymore. Uh, the real Andrew Collins
7: literally forbade me for letting you on. He'll be furious you... No, if you're... no, I'm not here to make trouble, Richard. I know, I know the real Andrew Collins doesn't like me. He doesn't. He hates you. No, I've learned my lesson. <laughs> aside... <laughs> There is no aside. I really have learnt manage. I just want to retire to Northampton with my wife and mother. That's the same person. Yeah, same person, obviously. obviously,
3: yeah.
7: And to care for my son, tiny tiny Andrew.
1: Oh,
7: well, good. oh, good, I'm glad, I'm glad. It's well, just that's a, good, like, you should do that, that's a good yeah, idea. Just a tiny, tiny Andrew went out this morning. and He hasn't come home. Um, me and tiny Mrs. Collins are distraught. You, you, know, you don't know where he is, do you, Richard? I, I love him so much. I, I don't know what I would do if anything happened to him. Aside, I do know, I would cry forever. <laughs>
1: The <laughs> you know, uh,
2: thing is, I don't really know where he is. I, don't know why I said, really, I don't uh, know where he is. I have no oh, idea on, where he on, is. Hold on, hold on. That
7: looks like a pile of his clothes. <laughs> Over there, all, all crumpled up and, and covered in ketchup and tiny human brains. Ah, oh, What's that boy been up to? <laughs>
2: Keep away from that. It's uh, just
7: nothing. It's t- tiny, don't look at it. T- 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 <laughs> tiny, tiny Andrew. No.
1: No. What happened to him? He's dead hate
2: you God oh, don't get melodramatic he wasn't real he was just a fictional character his death was just a it was just a sound effect and Emma Kennedy making a
7: funny noise That's all. Was. he was still my son <laughs> and you killed him
3: I will avenge his death
7: good I'm glad can you kill me now so I don't have to write him all these stupid scripts oh, oh no that would be too easy I'm going to stretch out my revenge over the next three weeks hey. oh yeah so that you still have to go through the torture of writing three more scripts. And then
2: I shall kill you. Good.
7: Good. I'm glad. Because if I'm dead, I'll at least I won't have to listen to your stupid voice. Ah, ah, yeah, you will, Richard Herring. For to die is to sleep. To sleep, perchance chance to dream. And in that sleep of death, what dreams may come? Shakespeare didn't know, because he's a fucking idiot. <laughs> but I can tell you, your death sleep dreams will all be me saying yes. Aside, no, aside, yes, aside, no, aside, garlic bread, for all eternity. Just leave me alone, get out of here. Oh, I will, I will for now. Goodbye. Exit, pursued by a bear. Oh, shit.
2: Tiny Andrew Collins there, my fictional nemesis. <laughs> and also a bear. It <laughs> was uh, a little reference to Shakespeare's The Winter's Tale there. Some of you may have spotted the clever ones who got the, the Milton one earlier. Probably spotted. that. Do you spot that? It was The Winter's... Witness Tale Quite Obscure. It gives the show a veneer of intellectualism, which immediately fades away when you think about it for a second and realize it meant nothing at all. And the rest of the show was just about bumming and baby death and nothing else this week. And fucking cats as well, and rats. Bats.
3: <laughs>
2: anyway, tune in next week for more of the same to see if my imagination is capable of destroying my actual physical being. This is like Pirandello but unlike Pirandello, I'll probably say clack a lack a at some point because I rule. See you next time. Bye
0: to me was written and performed by Richard Herring with me, Dan hats on the TV's Emma Kendi. Christian Riley did all the musical bits it was produced by Ben Walker with thanks to Damien Coldwell, Kelly Field, Alice Russell Matt Ricciardo, Rob Tedfear and everyone at the Leicester Spare Theatre a special thanks to Orange Mark and Rich Comedy Guide this is arts Guide to date, or Vulva or Vulcan or Buzela or Faza or whatever Ben Walker's calling the production company this week production for anyone who fancies a listen yeah. thanks very much for coming Thank you, tell your friends, three more shows! Three more
3: shows!